Welcome to the Carry Forward Podcast. We appreciate you stopping by and joining the conversation to help veterans who suffer from the hidden wounds of combat. Our mission is to help them find purpose, motivation, and direction after military service. We decided enough is enough. It's time to get real and stop sugarcoating things. Many of the unfiltered conversations we have are not easy. Stories are told, emotions run high, and people need help. Mental health is not something to be taken lightly. The Carry Forward team are not qualified to give any professional medical or mental health advice. We are here to lend a listening ear and share our past and present experiences. If you or someone you know needs help, please stop everything you're doing and get them the care they need. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Carry Forward podcast presented by 214 Media and sponsored by 8thOrder.com. 8thOrder.com is the only men's apparel brand to upcycle donated military uniforms into amazing men's dress shirts. While donating portions of their proceeds to organizations that help veterans who suffer from PTS and TBI-related issues. Go check them out at 8thOrder.com. That's E-I-G-H-T-H order.com. All right, all right, enough housekeeping. Let's get this started. Speaking of gross and deployments, and you just said best chow halls that you've ever had, What's the grossest fucking chow hall you've ever set foot in? And what's the grossest meal you've ever had in one? Oh, gee, in a, okay. Let's, let's, let's dial this in because mm-hmm. is it American run chow hall or is it just like any chow facility deployed? Cause I'll tell you what, I've been in some goat poles and some goat grabs. Take, mm. take mm. the handcuffs off. What, what's the grossest? <laughs> the grossest. Wow. That's going to be hard to narrow down. I got one. First time experiencing local food overseas in a in an environment with a team and everything. We had a goat grab, and these <laughs> these damn goats had the biggest tumors hanging off their asses I'd ever seen in my life. I know the kind of goat. You're <laughs> what I'm about. talking about? Yeah, like these it, things it's a would walk. Particular breed of goat. Yeah, these things would walk, and it would just look like a <laughs> like a fucking it's like an extra ghetto booty yeah. on the goat yeah it's like the goat would walk an by and it was doing one. it was doing the floss and the thunderclap at the same time <laughs> <laughs> and they were like that's what we're eating tonight like oh shit so anyway you know can we not i'll have an mre uh, <laughs> yeah. so we're eating off this like communal platter basically Mm-hmm. All these soldiers are all hanging around. We're all like on one side, they're on the other side, and they're like, go ahead and eat. So, like, we, we're grabbing, you tear a piece of the little bread off the foot bread, you grab a little piece, you eat it. Well, these gentlemen, they would grab a piece of food and they put it in their mouth, and whatever they didn't eat, they would sling it back onto the tray like this. And they would just like sling whatever was, didn't make it in their mouth back onto the tray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean so <clears throat> unfortunately that was my very Andy first experience up. that was my very first experience with it in there and it was it was actually in one of their chow halls it was their Iraqi soldiery mm-hmm. chow hall thing where they were washing their feet in the same water that they were washing their tea, tea glasses in <laughs> Okay, so two, two in particular come to mind. Because <laughs> I can't limit it to just one. And limiting it to two Yeah, but you got to pick the grossest. Difficult. Yeah, you Okay, tell them both. Have fuck it. Tell them both. Yeah, okay. So one, th- this is 
so this is when I was a senior medic on a team, and both of these, I was with my team sergeant at the time. So both of these were separate incidences, separate shakes, okay? So one is a much more rural environment, mm. and we're, we're having a little shindig with the, with the village shake, and they... Was uh, that a goat tumor that was shaken? They, they brought us... They brought us lunch, and it's on this big platter. So I'm going to try to create a visual for listeners. You have this large aluminum, large diameter aluminum platter with essentially a mountain of rice on top and, and a cracked open goat carcass. Oh. <laughs> you remember that? Yes, I remember that. Where it's like, yep, from the shoulders to the bottom of the ribs – they're yeah. still together. There's nothing inside. They've cooked it, and it's cracked open at the chest. And you and you pull stuff off. Stuff. Now, also understand. <laughs> is that meat, fat, or or something else? Or something else. Stuff. So understand that in in these cultures, you your daily life is so much better. Than anything that they will experience. They're literally living in mud huts. Okay? Now. Even in the cities. E- even in even in a lot mm-hmm. of the towns and cities, mm-hmm. yeah. So fat is considered something that is to be prized. We as Americans tend to cut the fat. We trim the fat, right? We don't necessarily mm-hmm. eat that. When you are at a subsistence level of just baseline survival, fat is really important. Yeah. And so there are chunks of fat. And when I looked at it, I was like, okay, yeah, that's fat. All over this this rice pile. Like they have spread it out for everybody. Mm-hmm. Flavor. And my team sergeant grabs a piece of bread and he scoops up some rice with a hunk of that fat. <laughs> Pops in his mouth, he starts chewing, and he gets this look on his face. And I'm just like, "Yeah, that wasn't a tasty one." So he he gets it down, and then he leans over to me and he whispers, "He goes, I think I just ate some brain." <laughs> and I was like, "No, nah, I'm pretty sure that's fat, man." I got real leery of it at that point. Yeah, you start questioning like. So just to kind of continue this out. So yes, that's that's pretty gross. To kind of continue this out, once we're done, so you want to eat. Not not so much that you want to eat. You need to eat with your partner. Right. You need to have that relationship and breaking bread with someone mm-hmm. is very important yeah. worldwide. You don't want to eat too much because you have more than enough food. You have to eat enough to show that you had plenty. Yeah. Because what they're gonna do next is they're going to take that tray. Yep outside and everybody else in the village now gets some yep mm-hmm. and I, I think it would be important for Americans to understand that's how they live every day very very different now yeah different environment this shake was on the outskirts of a large city this next one he had a very nice spread really nice house well manicured grounds one of the only Middle Easterners I've ever seen to own a dog. 
mm-hmm. this little floof ball, like lap dog. Uh-huh. Because in Islam, dogs are filthy creatures. So this guy obviously wasn't really strict about his dogs his adherence, things. right? So they take us into this dining area. We've been we've been chatting for a little bit, and then he takes us into the dining area for dinner. The sun is setting over by the river. Really nice scene. Lots of windows. So you get this sunset coming through. And we walk in, and and these servants go along and wave their arms across the top of the food as they walk down this really long table. And a cloud of flies just goes oh. up off of all this food. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's horrific. Oh, dear God. <laughs> we had, we mm. had fresh fish straight out of the Tigris. Mm. I yeah, okay. Now I will mm. say the tiger way they trout. cooked that that the way they cooked the the tigress fish was pretty good. Okay, I grabbed a skewer of meat, <laughs> assuming that it was just regular goat meat. Mm-hmm. Grab my bread, get a little something. Grab that off of there, slide it off, pop it in my me- in my mouth, and then I realized it wasn't just goat meat; it was goat liver. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for anybody listening that has no idea what goat tastes like, first of all, American goat is very different than Middle Eastern goat, regardless of the breed. Absolutely, because we feed them very differently. That they, they goat eat trash over there. They do. Nothing the goat that you see outside grazing on the trash pile is the same goat you are going to see inside. <laughs> On your dinner table. In your belly. Mm-hmm. It's not getting feed. It's not eating grasses. It's not eating leaves, right? It's not doing any of that stuff. It's literally... It's eating car headlights. It's eating fucking... You name it. <laughs> car Battery acids. Yeah. yeah. They'll uh, eat anything. Yeah. Probably... Goats will eat Probably some anything. dead bodies in, the, in that pile of trash, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm. I... Some rippet cans. The way a goat smells... <laughs> <laughs> The way a goat smells is the way a goat tastes. The way a goat liver tastes is ten times worse than what they smell like. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I've got this one skewer of meat on my plate, and I'm going to have to eat at least half of this thing. And I gutted it out, man. I gutted it out. Mind you, they brought us these little glasses of, of some sort of juice, and I'm trying to, like, pop it in my mouth and throw some to juice down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me get some water. Essentially, <laughs> essentially eat this like like it's a pill. Like It's, yep. it's like a giant multivitamin of goat liver. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And they're so all they, looking at you, too, like, yeah. like waiting for that approval. Because they're like, oh, you, know, you like, would enjoy oh. it. So you got to smile, and you're like, this is delicious. Yep. And they're like, mm, more? So then Home Slice comes along and he picks up all the glasses because everybody's mostly done with their drinks. And then he comes back and he puts glasses back out. I'm like, that's that's not my glass. Whose glass is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, and they didn't wash them because it's got lip prints on it. <laughs> Greasy goat grease lip prints on it. <laughs> so I'm eating. There's toxic waste in the tigress, right? Oh, yes. And I'm eating goat liver and toxic waste fish and drinking out of some other dude's juice glass with greasy lip prints on it. <laughs> and there have oh, yeah. just recently been flies on everything. Mm. Me and my team were belly up for like three days oh, after I can that one. Imagine. It was horrendous. Yeah. Oh, 
full no blown. Mind. It was it was really really bad. You had the, yeah. Mm-hmm. You had the. You, oh, it got us. You had the. I wish a mortar would hit me. Squirts. Yeah, both ends. <laughs> both ends. <laughs> both ends, man. Oh yeah. It was. I've had that moment. It was bad. I must have a cast iron stomach because I've never had any fucking issues with with any of the the local fare. Hey, come as it were. Come with us one day. We'll drag you out. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get you sick. We'll I'll pass. Sick. We'll get oh, you trust sick. me. I'll pass on that. But uh, I've we're eaten, probably messed up for life. I've eaten of plenty that. of of partner force actual like chow halls dining facilities and they weren't that bad yeah now, now mind you, you given what i just described is yeah. is part of the experience so not that bad sure. is is relative yeah. right right i've never gotten sick off of of a partner force chow hall an actual chow hall an actual chow hall now now that actual chow hall varies a lot right because i can think um of a one trip we did where it was it, it looked a lot more like what you would consider to be a chow hall, right? And mm-hmm. they had long tables, and everybody would go in there, and you'd get this little plastic plate, and yeah, yeah, you know, throw yeah. some food on there. Yeah, um, very heavy on on beans and rice. You could tell a lot about Lebanon the unit. You could tell a lot about the unit in Iraq based off of the food that they got, because mm-hmm. there's a food stipend that comes down for the soldiers. And it's very, mm-hmm. very common for some of that to get siphoned off. So if you saw meat on the regular soldiers' plates, that means it wasn't getting siphoned off to the same level. Now, if you saw them eating nothing, these rice and beans and some bread, then you're like, oh, I know a lot about your commander now. Mm-hmm. So I've also been in, air quotes, chow halls, where it was a big building, and you got a plastic plate, and they threw some food on there. There, there were no tables. Yeah. So you you went and you squatted and and ate together. I didn't squat. I had to sit and crisscross applesauce. <laughs> crisscross applesauce, man. You're over there it, showing the bottoms of your feet. Too, yeah, while you're you eating. can't sit there with you're your over there like, like oh, yeah, this is so good. Yeah, that, that's the uh, crisscross applesauce. Is a harken back to his family of educators. Oh, that's yeah, what they say. Yeah. In, that's what they say in grade schools. Mm-hmm. Crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Mm. So it's no longer acceptable to call it what I called it when I was growing up, which was Indian style, right? Ooh. You said Indian style. Right. Everyone did. Can't yeah. say that. And, and now they, they came up with crisscross applesauce. Yeah, because you don't want to offend people. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm. So what happened to us in Syria? Bro. Bro. <laughs> so this is not a story of disgust. This, is, this has only happened twice in my life, okay? Once was... About a decade prior to that trip, I was in Iraq, and I recognized the taste from the food I had that day to the food that I had in Syria yeah. that day. And we're, we're out there on the flat, we're eating with our partners, and I tasted it. I was like, and it tastes good. Yeah, yeah. Right? It tasted really good. I was like, man, that tastes really familiar. Death. And then a few minutes later, I started wheezing, and I was like, oh! <gasps> Oh, I know what's happening. So I have some sort of food, unidentified food allergy that I started coughing. My airway started to constrict, and I was like, "Oh, this is really bad." So I had to take uh, had to take a bunch of Benadryl, hook myself up because none of us knew how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he's like. <laughs> Andy's like, I'm the only medic capable of doing this. Give me a hose. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking it down his throat. 
don't mind. Like, are you sure about that, Andy? Anyway, so yeah, I I actually was over there sticking Royal D was over there hooking a brother up, right? So yeah, man, that that was not a disgusting experience. It was an experience where I had an allergic reaction to something. And I hmm. recognized the taste from a decade prior where the same thing had happened. I t- and you still don't, don't know what it was? It. No. Mm-mm. Never uh, run across it in the States. Ran across it one time in Iraq and one time in Syria. It's no battery else. acid. Maybe. I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> Maybe so. Oh, really? <laughs> Put a little battery acid in there. Probably would have done better with the battery acid. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the, well, that was the only two times I was with you that I was like, is this motherfucker gonna die? And am I gonna start? <laughs> am I gonna start choking up when he does? <laughs> am I gonna start choking up when he dies? I'm gonna start choking up when what, this motherfucker is... falls over dead. I can only imagine. I'm sitting there thinking, like the two oldest guys on the team, and one of them is about to croak out because he's choking himself out. I don't know what the fuck is going on over here, Andy. Why can't you breathe? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I mean, we're talking. <laughs> it it had it progressed to the point of like full blown tripod position where you, where you're leaned forward and you're holding your hands out holding it on to something right laugh gasping now. for breath yeah I can laugh we about can laugh it now. now I was legit like oh shit I'm I'm gonna die is this here. how he's going out yeah wheezy over here mm-hmm. <laughs> still no idea what it is it's funny like Gary and I did one trip together on a, on a team together. And he's like, he's like, this is one of two times I thought Andy was going to die. Twice. <laughs> one trip. It's a short one. Maybe three. Maybe three. Rolling down the hill with no brakes. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Okay, yeah, three. Will, what about you? Worst jaw hall experience while deployed? Oh, I can echo some of the same sentiments with the flies. We had a we had a turp in Kirkuk who was a prior service guy in the Peshmerga. Mm-hmm. And uh, during like the the initial like tenth group infill in the north of Iraq, like he was with those dudes. Really switched on, dude. Biggest mm-hmm. fucking Iraqi I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he was like six <laughs> foot six, big dude. Like he was he was like some leftovers from like uh, I don't know some invading situation from the from biblical times or some shit. Huge dude. Spoke perfect English, and uh, he come in one day and. I'm sitting there bullshitting with him, and he'd sit with me at the at our traffic control point that we would man, and and just bullshit and want to learn about. He'd want to learn about things like American football, and he would want to learn about things like basketball. And then he would tell me how suited he was for playing basketball, and that blah. It was he was the biggest dude, so he had a huge ego to go with it. Super nice dude. He pulls open his like, remember those stacked like lunch boxes that. Those okay, guys, was, some of those I was guys say, would please have. Please don't say pants. <laughs> when you said he pulls open his, I was like, don't follow that with pants. <laughs> pants. He pulls open his pants. <laughs> says, aren't I suited for the NBA? Check out uh, what I'm working with. <laughs> yeah. He, he pulls open that that big one of those stacked like lunch tin things that they have, where like something is in each tin mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And each one he opens up. Oh. <laughs> and he's like and he's asking me like no big deal like you want some of this (laughs) no No offense pal did you just see what came out of those things when you're prepping this in the morning before you come in you could just go like this and then put the fucking lid on for shit sakes dude nobody and uh and, and I didn't have any of it. And I didn't have any of it. And he took it as an insult. And then, and, mm. and I apologized to him. I was like, look, man, 
I'm not eating your fucking fly food. I'm just not eating it. <laughs> not eating we, your fly we food. We got a chow hall just down the road, and it was like a dinecore man chow hall yeah. or whatever. It's like, they make orange chicken to die for down there, dude. I don't need to eat this shit. <laughs> You know, and it's probably and, not going to kill me. Hop in the Hilux. Yeah. We'll go get some lunch. <laughs> yeah, let's go. He would also bring in like big stacks of the flat, the big flatbread, mm-hmm. and then the containers. They'd call it cream. I don't know what the fuck it was. They'd call it cream. Oh, I'm guessing yeah. some kind of goat milk cream or something like that. Yep, that was delicious. No flies ever seemed to want to come off the top of that because they always had it covered, and and we would eat the shit out of that. The grossest chow hole story I got, dude, was back in the back stateside and during basic training the 320th training squadron fucking chow hall in the barracks that were built in i don't know the fucking 30s or 40s or some <laughs> shit 1942 yeah right and you get once a once a month or whatever your your flight would have uh kp duty or something like that so nastiest goddamn chow hall behind the behind behind the sneeze guard nastiest fucking chow hall i've ever seen then i don't know same same instance like city can get out city can get out and they're mm-hmm. fucking screaming at you and fucking knife handing you the entire time and this dude next to me is eating so fucking fast chugging water eating so fucking fast because he's scared to death and as i'm eating he's like mm, oh. mm, and he just fucking unleashes like a fire hose Ugh. right in front of him right back onto his plate <laughs> oh god <laughs> i don't have a squeamish stomach or anything that was like a, a fire hose of stomach contents <laughs> and uh that was so, one of the grossest of splashed on me oh. <laughs> uh, it starts splattering oh on your plate you're like Bleh. well i mean I'm not think about that. this Think about think about back in the days of having to fucking spit shine your boots. Mm-hmm. Now imagine stomach acid getting on your perfectly spit shine boots. <laughs> What's that going to do to my base coat? That's what I was worried about. What's that going to you know do I mean? to my base coat? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's surprising we how had, many people uh, don't even remember that or, or not. Yeah, well, they're right? good. They're, they're going to relearn it. I hope so. Well, they they got the the pinks and greens in the army. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to do some some brown polishing. Mm-hmm. Brown. That'll look cool. Brown polishing? That'll be cool. Yeah, because the boots are brown. Yeah. The boots and the shoes are brown. Unless they do like the the permanent shine kind of mm. like those Chlorofram boots or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Chloroform. <laughs> Chloroform. <laughs> Why are you putting chloroform on your boots? Because <laughs> I want to go to sleep. Because <laughs> I got tired foot, Sarge. I got tired foot. <laughs> Maybe that's why. in my feet. Maybe that's why you have tired foot. You're putting chloroform Maybe on it. That's why you have tired foot. Tired mm-hmm. foot. <laughs> I got bones in my feet, Sarge. You got bones in your feet. That'll be the yep. running joke for mm-hmm. the whole series. <laughs> tired foot. Yep. Tired foot, Sarge. Tired foot. I don't know if everybody has a gross chow hall. I'm pretty sure that everybody has at least a moment mm-hmm. <laughs> where they've had something oh, yeah. food-related gross happen to them while deployed. Especially if you've ever worked with a partner force or you oh, know yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Especially I mean, partner force. We brought we brought in what was it, twenty eleven in Baghdad, we brought our students, our Iraqi students, into the Camp Sather Chow Hall. Oh. Because we wanted to see the reaction. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Purely that wanted to see priceless. the reaction. Because those dudes were just fine with their they had a little what was it, Almathana Air Base or whatever hell, right down the street from us, the mm-hmm. the Iraqi Air Base. They had an 
I'd call it probably top shelf chow hall for an Iraqi base. So they were they were used to being fed the right way. They had they had two generals that were on the base, the the wing commander and then the vice wing commander. And the wing commander didn't want to have any anything to fucking do with us. He was two star General Kareem. He was two star general. Didn't want to have a fucking thing to do with us. So he gave it to his one star General Muhammad. And that dude fucking loved us. And he tried to do everything he could to keep his his guys coming through our course and stuff like that. Super cool dude. They had a nice chow hall for their, I, I, I would say, a nice Iraqi chow hall. We brought them into our chow hall just to see the mind melt happen. We were curious. <laughs> Call us a little bit masochistic, and we wanted to see kind of the huh, what that would look like. You would have heard that. Oh, my God, man. So we prepped them, like with, cat, prepped them with all bets are off. When you go in here, you freaking walk through the line like a regular human being, you do not fucking act silly or fucking, I, I don't know how young kids, oh, yeah. some, especially Iraqi kids can act like goddamn fools sometimes, right? <laughs> I, it's just, it, that's just it. I mean, American kid, young kids, fucking GIs are fucking fools too. So it is what it is. I, I prepped them with, let's not freak out when we walk in here. Let's act like we've been here before. Know what I mean, let's act like we've been adults out in the world before. Let's act like we've and, seen uh, four different meats. <laughs> right. And I told him, I told him, I said, when after after the don't freak out thing and act like we've been here before, understand that you can go through the line, go sit down, eat it. If you want to go through a GAN, you can go through a GAN. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> some of those dudes, so that was for lunch. And some of those dudes went through the line two and three times. And we had, we only had, we only brought eight dudes in with us. So it wasn't that like crazy. Some of them went through the line like two or three times and we had to cancel the rest of the training day because they were just like, <laughs> they were useless. <laughs> oh my God. I got tired, Billy but, Sarge. Yeah, I got dudes tired. Got the meat sweats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for six, for six straight months, they never stopped talking about it. And when we would ask them to do anything, no matter how ridiculous or terrible it was, they would remember the chow hall and they would do it. Like remember the Titans, they would remember the chow hall and they would do it. They would do anything because we brought them in that chow. I mean, you want to talk about one of the greatest like motivating things that we've ever done for some fucking, some dudes, some partner force dude, bring them to the chow hall. Oh my God. It was, it was incredible. Gluttony at its finest right there too. I mean, well, it's like, the dudes went, it's like Andy they was saying earlier, all wild. they live, that's their life day in and day out is just surviving. Mm -hmm. And then so once they get base, to experience yeah. what our day-to-day -day life is, it's like when we're roughing it, when we're roughing it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. We were know, deployed to a combat zone, right? Yeah. And they were like, Oh my God, the greatest I've never seen ever. food like this before. <laughs> you mean I can get two yeah. cherry pies <laughs> and you can get 11 if you'd like. Bella. I can eat one of every meat mm -hmm. and it doesn't have fat on it. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I can remember going to the chow hall. So we had uh, what do we have? We had the RPC chow hall, mm -hmm. which they didn't cook any food over there. At over at Falcon Palace. Falcon yeah. Palace, yeah. So yeah. they didn't cook any food there. They brought in food from another defect. I don't know where the defect was. For some strange reason, it was like when you were eating at Falcon Palace, it was like this is this is top notch. Maybe mm -hmm. it's because it's like one of Saddam's bunker palaces that it was in, and it was all mm -hmm. like, you know, was it the ruby-eyed eagle that the rubies were missing? The, the food <laughs> there was genuinely better 
because I I only went through there like when I was traveling. Yeah. When we came in country, then you know, when I had to rotate through on, on some later deployments, I I was able to get over there a little bit more mm-hmm. because we were closer. The food was legitimately better. Oh yeah, I don't know where the hell they were getting it from. They weren't cooking it there. Probably got it from the Air Force because I knew I knew I'm sure. the guy. Well, we were close enough to. Better barracks, better chow holes, boys. I mean, mm-hmm. it just is what it is. It, it, is. it, it is. It's it's it, absolutely true. It it one hundred percent is. No no shame in it. No hell no. Own that shit like a badge of honor. <laughs> best food, best best bunks and whatever. Oh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> it was funny because we would and we had the Ben and Jerry's bunker, the ice cream station down on the end. Oh yeah. We called it the Ben and Jerry's bunker. Mm-hmm. Then you had the sandwich station where you got sandwiches 24 hours a day whatever and then you had the the hotline that you'd go through and you get hot food or whatever it was like wow this is all catered in mm-hmm. to this chow hall and it is phenomenal for for deployed for deployment meals and then i can remember going over to the other other chow halls because i had to spend purgatory time on the rpc for one deployment mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> managing all the engineer footprint anyway the you go over and visit all the other chow halls and you're like I want to get back to the RPC. <laughs> like, I mean, it's all the same damn stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about psychology of the environment and all that other stuff. Then it was funny because people would come to our chow hall. They would sneak onto the RPC to go eat at the chow hall. Like it was something. It's like, you guys realize you got the same damn, you got the same damn honeydew melon guy mm-hmm. on the, at the other chow hall that wears the mesh glove and like slices up all the mel- same dude. The, oh, the mesh glove. Yeah, yeah you know, so the, the, the chainmail armor yeah. glove, and he would just like <laughs> chop up the melon, whack, 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 and like leave his fingers intact. Yeah. I wonder how many, I wonder Dude, how many fast. Fingers, I wonder how many fingers they lost before they decided to purchase the chainmail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because once once one of those third country nationals bleeds all over the food, you can't it's put it, that out done. on the line. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. frowned upon. It is. It's frowned yeah. upon. It was awesome because we moved the gym from... It was down by the down by the recce house. We moved the gym upstairs above Falcon Palace. I remember when that's a whole story that I'll tell you about it one day. Now, move thing was the windows where that windowed area where the cardio area. Yep, what became the cardio area? So that used to have all those plywood like subdivided rooms that we used when we were coming in and and Mm -hmm. leaving country and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was like the the transition. Yeah, my fox gave me a tattoo in those. We were, we were on our way out. He'd already tattooed like half a dozen dudes on the team. I don't even want to. He, what, he deployed with tattoos. Hold on. Or, or with tattoo equipment. Your fox tattoo. Yeah. What did it say? Like, <laughs> owned by your fox? <laughs> no. No, that's not. Did he spank your ass here? on the way out? Uh, the whole time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Gary. This is a whole. Gary, you got to realize if if you are going to try to go wherever, I'm going to go further. I've known this about you since the Q. Forever, forever. Yeah, that's why I like pushing you. You. <laughs> well, let me see it. Let I me like, see your fucking well, I don't Iraqi think you're deployment tattoo. Well, you don't want to see it. It. Is that a? Is that a cock and ball? It, it's upside down because of the, my position right now. That is the White Horse of Uffington. You can look it up. The White Horse oh. of Uffington. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to look it up, so just tell me what it means. <laughs> See? That's, that's the problem with America right now. I'm just going to go with the science. 
All right. <laughs> really big mountain carving in the UK near a place called Uffington, strangely enough. So what they did was they exposed the chalk underneath the topsoil. And mm-hmm. it is huge. I forget. Let me let me let me look at how big this thing is. What she said. <laughs> it's true. It's that true. is what she said. It's true. Yeah. Or maybe he said, whatever your flavor is. It's a new I world. better we. New world. Andy got tattooed by his fox. Like I said, about about half a dozen dudes on the team, or at least half a dozen tattoos so, were done on so that how, deployment. How did that go down? Hey, man. You want to get hey, a tattoo? Hey, I brought a tattoo gun. He, 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 just, tattoo no, gun. He, he always deployed with his tattoo stuff. He always, that's, that was his thing. That's what he did. He'd work on yeah. his own tattoos. He, he had some tribal stuff, and he would, from time to time, he'd work on his own stuff. And then guys on the team would be like, hey, man, you think you could do this? And he'd be like, hey, print it out. And he'd check it out. And all of, I mean, he, he knew his limitations, so he wouldn't try to do, like, a portrait or something, yeah. right? And All I'm envisioning is, because I remember that, like, the the wooden cubicles, basically, up there. Yeah, where you got, like, eight dudes. Eight in, dudes in, living in a room or yeah. whatever. And then it was like teams would rotate in through, mm-hmm. through there. And, and many other enablers would rotate through there. So all I can imagine is... This room, it's a plywood room, just like everybody's used to being deployed. Mm-hmm. And all you hear is... Mm-hmm. Oh, all kinds of dudes started stopping by because they heard it. And how many you dudes but you don't know what the hell's going on. You don't know what the hell's going on. And then all of a sudden, you're standing there in the hallway and the door opens up and a dude walks out. Like... And the other no, guys, the, like, the door fox was is like, open, and your fox is like waving, like, "Come back next time." I'll the do door it. I'll was open the up. whole time. There's a ton of dudes in SF that are into their tattoos, and as soon as they mm-hmm. hear that sound, they're like, "That's that's a tattoo gun." I'm and talking about the I'm talking about the enablers that I, have no I, idea. I know where your mind is. They're going, wondering Gary. what the hell are these SF going. guys doing? What are they seals? What <laughs> seals there shaving was, each other's backs? There was no light coat of CLP involved. Their hair glistening. Wearing nothing but their ranger panties, glistening in the moonlight. That's a dive team. That's which, well, which are is basically very seals. much I like seals, right? All of our seal listeners are like, they're not fucking seals. <laughs> right, they're better. And all the dive guys are like, we're not fucking seals. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Deployment stories. Deployment stories. Deployment stories. So what does this have to do with PTS and TBI? Well, we were talking about things that had happened on deployment. It, it, we were really well, getting into like sometimes that shit is traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're right. Uh, <laughs> you are absolutely correct uh, on that stuff. Yeah, man. Andy's over there with his greasy lip cup. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was traumatic, man. Because the sun was setting, and you've got the that big the, all these big windows. So yeah. where I was sitting, it was to my left, yeah. and it just it cast that light down across the lip prints, <laughs> and I was just like, man, that's that's terrible. You're, you're waiting for the belly dancers to come in. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I'd be afraid they had flies also. Oh. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Like I said, traumatic. Traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, okay, so we we went, we met with a with a partner force. We were eating with the either battalion or brigade commander. I don't recall which. 
not a huge table, big enough for the team and some of his staff. And they brought out fresh vegetables, which for those of you that don't know, when you are in Iraq, you don't get a lot of fresh vegetables with your partner force. It's a desert, right? <laughs> Growing stuff out there is a little more difficult. There's, there is a lot of agriculture. It's, it's, it's a bit more difficult, right? And there is an issue with the way they grow this stuff, okay? They use what I will refer to as night soil, which is human feces. Mm. So I warned the guys, hey, man, be careful with the veggies. <laughs> I don't know if they've been cleaned properly. And they grow with night soil here. And my junior Echo at the time, he's like, what's night soil? And I went, shit. <laughs> no. What, what is The it? look on his face, like, he just, all the life drained out of him at that moment. He he's like, oh, up. man, this is a shitty carrot. He got up, <laughs> went jokes. to the bathroom, threw up. <laughs> Came back and didn't eat another thing. Now, the vegetables, fresh vegetables over there are nothing like you see in the States. Like, we're talking a fresh carrot is, you might get about that length, and you might get, it might be like a pencil. Like, like, your, like your finger. Like your, like your pinky, yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh, or mm-hmm. a cucumber would be tiny in comparison and to what And they will pickle everything. Oh, yeah. Did you ever have pickles while you are there, Will? No. Actual Iraqi pickles? Oh, man, no. I love them. Okay, so That's I don't know what they use to brine. It's this pinkish color. Night soil. Night. Yeah. <laughs> so the Actually, brine they that use they put in soil. <laughs> first, 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 first in the morning first soil. Morning soil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Sorry, the first thing in the morning soil got me. <laughs> So the brine that they use is kind of a pink color, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely delicious. I love them. If I could mm-hmm. find out, I tell you what, if any listeners know what that that brine is and how to make it, tell us. I need to know. I need to make some of this because it's great. They would literally pickle anything, and they would bring out a jar of pickled, you name it, and it may be cauliflower, it may mm-hmm. be pieces of carrot. It may it may be like cucumber, right? Mm-hmm. It's just whatever kind of veggies they feel like they'll they'll mm-hmm. chop up and they'll throw in there, and it's actually really yeah. really good. And I've always felt pretty safe eating it too because you're coming yeah. out of a, an acidic mixture. So I figured it was probably a little sure. bit safer than some of the fresh stuff. That's not something I ever got the opportunity to have. Mm, good stuff, man. The other thing I did get I'm, a tigress. I did get a like you mentioned before. I did get a tigress carp yeah. on two different occasions, and uh, wow, bad, really? very, very bad. Really? Oh wait. I mean, so <laughs> this one dude, this one little fat shit that that <laughs> was was actually one of our best like Iraqi instructors. Like we did a number of the the things we did was for a train the trainer type of mentality idea after a couple of hundred dudes going through those kind of courses, three were suitable to be trainers as well. Mm-hmm. And so, so this little dude, smart, smart as a whip, like fatter than shit. And I don't get it. I don't get where it came from. These, 
uh, whatever. Anyways, so this dude comes rolling in one day, and we have a light uh, a light training day. We were gonna hit. We were gonna be done at lunchtime, one o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. So he had a surprise, and he comes with this fucking three foot long carp <laughs> that was. It looked like so. It wasn't the whole carp. It looked like he went into a carpenter shop. <laughs> And ran it down a ban- ran it through a bandsaw and sawed it in half. So he brought half, and he brought this gigantic carp in. And he was like, it was like one of those like he's like waiting on our reaction, like eyes wide open, like right guys, right? Everybody's excited as me, right guys? And we're all like, ugh. <laughs> so we went to our little our little cadre compound, and we had a, a charcoal grill that we scavenged from somewhere and inside of our tent we had like one of those 12 man darnell tents that we had all of our gear set up and whatever the team before us had left like three bags of three full bags of charcoal and so we put it to good use we made a fire and that dude was all about him cooking us iraqi fish and it was bad Every second of it was bad. And we just ate it because he went through all that trouble and ran it through a bandsaw and (laughs) brought that son of a bitch in. We ate the son of a bitch. And and he was like, I get the eyeball. And I'm like, oh, why? Why are you doing that? (laughs) And they would just like grab it with a whole hand and just. Mm. Right. Mm. Sifting through the bones because he legitimately was cut in half. (laughs) Sifting through the bones to eat. It was gross. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) I can identify with your tiger's fish. Mm. (laughs) Tiger, tiger's trout. Mm. Mm. It was a big ass carp, is what it was. Let's be honest. That's a carp. (laughs) Carp. carp. Don't try to church it up. Don't try to church it up, dirt. Uh. (laughs) Don't don't you mean carp? Don't mean carp. <laughs> they don't got no damn trout over there. All right. <laughs> well, it's funny that you bring up the cooking your own food because team life is a, is a little bit different where we just rotated who cooked. So we didn't, we typically didn't have a cook out at a team house, at least in my experience. Some guys were in areas that where they could have a cook, right? Oftentimes, a team is is cooking their own stuff because you remember on that on that trip where it was almost always chicken and potatoes. <laughs> Throw some raisins in the rice every once in a oh, while. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Throw in the raisins in the rice because we would have to get with a partner, collect up everybody's cash, send home slice out. Mm-hmm. He would go buy food for us in bulk, bring it back, and then and typically. Some supply shortages in Syria at the time, right? Not not like no. going to the grocery store. <laughs> and he'd have to go up close to the, the Turkish border, buy some stuff, mm-hmm. bring the food back, and it was typically whole chickens, potatoes. Frozen solid, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you could bludgeon someone to death with them. Mm-hmm. They were like the size of volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> like, last-ditch effort for defense is frozen mm-hmm. chickens <laughs> getting hurled at people. <laughs> now, there were times where we did hire local national cooks. Yeah, yeah. So typically, the when we did have cooks, the food that was cooked was cooked in a much more Middle Eastern manner 
than what you would find at the fobs. You guys would also vet the cooks and make sure that because I remember oh, yeah. all the deltas would be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. sanitary practices and all that other stuff." Yep, that was part of part of the job. Wash your damn hands. Nothing funnier than watching a, a local national cooking and you're like, "You need to wash your hands," and they're just looking at you like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> you mean wash my feet? No, hands. I had a deployment one time. I, and I used deployment very loosely to South America. We were on the Pacific coast of Ecuador, and there was... This is starting um, out like it's really rough. Yeah. This, this oh, sounds yeah. difficult. Super difficult, man, right? Like, so So this was a counter-narcotics mission that was like a joint effort between air, DEA, Coast Guard, all, all the non-traditional things circa 2004 while real fighting was happening. We were doing one of these by the beach, right? <laughs> How did you survive that one? How did you come back? Dude, fucking brutal. Brutality. (laughs) (laughs) This has to do with the food. This has to do with the food. Stay with me. Stay with me. The food. (laughs) Yeah. Not the fun. So, so there is some gross in here, though, too, that was, like, hearkening back to some of the deployment gross, right? So, uh, there's a river. So, the city is Manta. Ecuador, right? That's where contingency contingency operating site Manta, right? That's where our that's what our base was called. It was this little postage stamp within a Ecuadorian. I guess it would be their version of Fort Bragg, right? Or like the 82nd Airborne, home of the Airborne, blah 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 blah. This was their Airborne Infantry base, right? So we were a base within a base, and we were right on the right on the freaking right on the coast. Right outside, right on the other side of our fence was a cliff that went down like 90 feet to the Pacific Ocean. It was awesome, beautiful. And so there was no restrictions on us going wherever we wanted to anytime. Just don't cross the an international border or anything <laughs> like that. Other than that, you were, yeah, a- you were kind of guns-free for anytime, you're, anytime you got downtime, you were guns-free. You could go do whatever you want. So we had these two vetted cabbies who would stopped by they were allowed on to the ecuadorian base and they were allowed to come pick us up and take us where we wanted to go and as you as you wind through or wind down the pacific uh coast road and head into the city you cross this river i'll call it a river looks like a river it's big enough and wide enough to be considered a river Uh, a lot of waste got dumped into this thing and i don't just mean people i mean Probably toxic waste. I, I, the reason I say probably is because uh, we used to call it the shit river. It would also <laughs> frequently be different colors. Like Ooh. it would be purple. Mm. It would be a neon fucking green or yellow. Then the next and day they weren't it was even just celebrating St. Regu- Patrick's Day. Yeah, right. Then the next day it was just regular shit brown. Like today mm. was the day we just dumped shit in it. So now mm. it's brown or whatever, that would flow right out into the ocean. And the beach, the actual beach where you could go in the city that had big, long expanses of sand and all kinds of stuff like that was a quarter of a mile to the south of that. And so if you went swimming in the ocean, one quarter of a mile to the north of you, the shit river is dumping into the fucking ocean, right? So... Mm. So, yum. Ew. People growing an arm sticking out of the side of their neck like us, right? Who knows? We were just kids, so we didn't really, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it was so, a little uh, bit of shit and toxic waste, right? Nobody do. Right. Right. Whatever. 
they jam they jam all that kind of shit in your fucking arms when with anthrax and all smallpox and all kinds of stuff. It's there, anyway, for, a reason. Right? <laughs> it's there for a reason. <laughs> so so there was a place that we used to go right on the beach called Goodfellas, and it was owned by <clears throat> a retired sailor who who retired from the navy, and that must have been a dude who like that was a port of call for the navy anyway. So they he must have loved it there. Retired, moved down there, started a an on the beach restaurant right there, and for five bucks, you could have a styrofoam plate, one of the one of the big styrofoam plates heaped with seasoned rice, topped with a mountain of garlic shrimp, and and two uh, and two light beers for five bucks. Wow. And we had it every time every work rest cycle, every time our first day was off. We would be there having lunch. No bar none, hands down, chowing down like a fucking champ. Meanwhile, all of that shrimp was locally sourced out of the ocean <laughs> where <laughs> the shit river is a quarter of a mile away. He's over here eating mutant shrimp. <laughs> so when was the last time you yeah. went for a, a medical checkup? Will? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's going to come yeah. back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. My, my, my organs are glowing. <laughs> probably. How are your mercury levels? <laughs> yeah, probably very high. Mutant mercury level. That was also the place where if you go just south of there, it was the little village of San Lorenzo. And there's this, there's this beach that's like carved out of the mountainside and you can drive down into the beach and there's three little restaurants on the beach, nothing else. And there's no tourists anywhere. And there is a big giant rocky outcropping to the north and one to the south and some really cool rock formations just off of into the water. That's also the beach where the reason there's nothing else there is that's the giant sea turtles for, that are the Galapagos turtles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where they migrate to lay their uh, eggs. Mm-hmm. And that's the only place they migrate to lay their eggs. So you can swim, you can do whatever you, we, we used to take surfboards and shit out there. And uh, if it's, if it's the time of year when the sea turtles are coming to migrate and lay their eggs, they like, rope it off you can't go pretty damn cool place and that's what that's what the air force once upon a time referred to as a deployment mm-hmm. sounds rough <laughs> yeah that, yeah man that they sounds sent like me it's almost a, as hard as lebanon do you get hazardous duty pay they they sent me on a many many month deployment there mm. vacation i mean deployment there vacation i mean deployment mm. yeah vacation with some of my pals <laughs> go take a vac- go take a vacation to the beach with a bunch of your pals with with to, 11 other your buddies to go see the sea turtles mm-hmm. yeah that's funny yeah that was a deployment i forgot i had a i had one funny food story stay on theme <laughs> this is the first time we've been focused in weeks on this whole podcast thing all it took was food all it took was food Wonder what we can talk Apparently about. Apparently, we're foodies and didn't even know it. And didn't mm-hmm. even know it. So, Afghanistan was it 2002? Whenever my my first and only deployment to Afghanistan was like in 2002 time frame. We were by a burn pit. Speaking of which, get on the burn pit registry. Mm-hmm. There's my plug. <laughs> so we were monitoring this burn pit, cleaning up Kandahar, Kandahar airfield. 
And so we had the, are they tea rations? Which ones are the ones that you, that they boil in the water? And it was like the big giant. Yeah. The, can it's, it's like a uh, foil container. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the tea rats. Yeah. The tea rats. So we were eating tea rats this whole time. And so the burn pit would have a bunch of tea rats in it that weren't opened. And so we were out there just doing our thing, young, dumb squad. And so we decided to get the bright idea of setting the cans up like claymores in the, in the flames. <laughs> just to see what the hell they would do. And he had like the, the chili Mac or whatever. And boom, I mean, it would just go off, just splatter and chili Mac everywhere. And the first one it worked, it was like, there's a, fucking million dollars worth of wasted food right there we're gonna sit here all day and just blow these oh cans my up. god that's so awesome. we found this cherry's jubilee like mm. the cherry yeah pie or whatever it was in the big old flat can mm-hmm. so we set it up and for the longest time it's like god ah, damn it we might need to go move it into a bigger flame to get it to to swell and explode well lo and behold this lmtv comes pulling up right next to it we're all sitting there like, should we tell him? Nah, fuck that. <laughs> let's, let's hold just, my beer. Watch let's this. Just see. Well, it, it, in reality, we were like, well, it wasn't really swelling that bad. So it's probably not going to, they'll be out of there. And no, man, those fuckers were wandering around a few minutes, few minutes. Driver goes over to the other side. All we hear is boom. <laughs> and he goes running and like falling down and he's running. And there's just cherries jubilee just blown <laughs> all over him. And the side of the truck. Was there like a human shaped cutout? <laughs> <don't>, no. <laughs> we're, we're sitting there just dying laughing. This guy's running all the no, Keep in mind, nobody was like, nobody even thought, like, maybe he's like burning with boiling cherry jubilee. Oh, I don't shit. know. I could only imagine like what his TC was thinking. The other guy in the truck was probably thinking he stepped on a landmine because they had warned us, like, hey, yeah. there's landmines all over the place. I mean, we were there when we were kicking landmines where our tents were i mean it was that early on and <laughs> thing just exploded and just blew cherry's jubilee all over the side of the truck <laughs> this kid goes running it's all over <laughs> he's got little splotches of third degree burns <laughs> yeah right probably these burns sure hurt man they're delicious <laughs> like wow i didn't know landmines tasted like that <laughs> And of course we're just, and then they get in the truck and they, they figure out, I guess what happened and they scamper off the driveway. So you, you think we call it a day? Hell no. We go get another one. And put it in the fire. <laughs> Set two or three of them bitches up and wait for the next one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're over there rooting around looking for cherries Jubilee. Cause we... <laughs> T-Rat ambush. T-rat. Joe will do some dumb shit. Hell yeah, we will. <laughs> That's a fact, Jack. That is a fact, Jack. Perfect example. That is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Like, to this day, I think about that, and I'm just like, man, we could have really hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. We didn't, so fuck it. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. I've got this mental picture of an LMTV covered with, like, splotches of... <laughs> cherry stuff all over it <laughs> except for the cutout where the dude was standing yeah you know what i mean perfect silhouette yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god and it was funny too because we, i i can remember very distinctly we angled it upward because we wanted to see it just like bleh, like come shooting out of there so you couldn't have asked for any 
How do you explain that to your medic when you come rolling in <laughs> with splotchy burns all over? Be like, dude, what? Right. What the hell happened to you? And think about what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. with the crust and everything, it would look like. Yeah. Now look imagine your V. Now imagine your VA claim when you're talking about. <laughs> The burns and how you got them. <laughs> how did you get, I don't know. There was some some tea rats in the fire. And, <laughs> and the fact that you can never eat cherry desserts for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Just PTSD hey, issue for me. You asked, I was going to say, you asked where the trauma was in all this food talk. You, there you, it is. There it is. Right you're there. the cause of somebody's VA claim right there, you <laughs> a-hole. <laughs> Way to go, jackass. Way to go. Jerk. Asshole, stupid <laughs> infantry guys <laughs> trying to find stupid stuff to do. Yeah. Oh man, that is true. That is true. <laughs> we make light of, we do make light of some of this stuff. But I think it's important to make light of some things, especially things that you make it through. Mm -hmm. You know, like today we just talked about food. There are obviously very real things that were tied to those each and every single one of those events. And I think that it's important to try to look back at your career and try to find some of the fun moments. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that made you laugh, even if it was slightly sadistic or whatever. That's just the Joe and everybody. I don't care. Or Joette or whatever. As opposed to just getting wrapped around the axle with the legitimately negative stuff. Mm -hmm. Or being able to reframe some of the negative stuff into something that you can laugh about later. Because we laugh about stuff now that... Oh, yeah. We certainly weren't laughing at the time. Since this is the food episode now, Gary and I were on a trip together, and we had this guy <laughs> that every time something kicked off, that dude started eating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Damn it. He was always cracking that. something open. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Still active duty, so he can't use his name. Oh man, jeez! I can remember that. Always, everybody, everybody, ready to go? <laughs> oh, that's right. He had to get the cooler. What are you doing? I'm, what? I'm thirsty. Everybody ready? I gotta yeah. get the rippets, man. We're we're getting ready to roll out after we got our shit pushed in. Yeah. So so we are we're out on the flat. A10s are flying overhead, trying to cover our movement out, and we need to get going. And he's like, "Oh, wait a minute!" And and so when somebody says, "Wait a minute," like it's it's important, right? Yeah, everybody stops. Yeah, <laughs> no, he got in the cooler and he pulled a soda out, and then <laughs> it's like, "What? What are you doing, bro?" <laughs> oh, here's I can same guy, same situation. You remember the opening in the wall that was blown open and then you mm -hmm. had the, the position out there? We were overlooking the flot. Yeah. I was on my knee. They were setting the mortar tube up in the courtyard. I'm on my knee with said individual. And he's over there eating an MRE. And I remember the first mortar round hitting that, that day. <laughs> Boom. And I look around the opening in the wall and I'm like, shit, that was close. Boom! That was like they're they're walking. Yeah. So I turn and I look at him, and he's over there with his eyes as big as a saucer, holding a spoonful <laughs> of food. And I'm like, "Well, buddy, you ready to move?" <laughs> he's like, "How did he get all the way on the other side?" On I don't know. He goes like, "He's like, yep," and he put it in his mouth. <laughs> he's not gonna waste. And we're hauling ass. 
dodging mortar rounds. Did he? And he's I don't know because we got thrown to the dark side. Anyway, and he ended up on the other side of the courtyard. But I remember he before he took off, he took that bite of food. <laughs> Before the third mortar round hit, and we're all he wasn't going to drop that shit. He didn't drop no. it, man. He, if he was, he was die, eating he was MRE because he was fucking hungry, Gary. For I know. shit's sake. I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he, that was he his first trip, it. wasn't it? That was his first trip. That was his first yeah. trip. Well, and, and the whole time, I guess I'm thinking like, well, if you're going to die, you're going to die with a full stomach. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't get a stomach wound. I ain't dying hungry, sod. <laughs> I ain't dying a tired foot or hunger. <laughs> I, got, I got the hunger stomach, Sarge. I the hummer, hunger stomach. <laughs> I got the hunger stomach. Most... <laughs> yeah, because he ended up all the way on the other side of the court. Because then everybody was like, "Where's where? Where is, where is he? he?" Yeah, and he peeks his head around the corner, still holding on. <laughs> Wait, over here, he man. had some sort of a bar that he was eating up there, wasn't he? Yeah, like one it was of like cool one of those bars or cool something, bar or cliff bars or whatever. Cliff bars, probably yeah. something like that. Yeah, every time we'd roll out, it'd be mm-hmm. like all of a sudden it'd be chips crunching. Or <laughs> I think he was just a nervous eater. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Funny as hell, though. Damn it! I got food stories now that I'm thinking about it. I got food stories all over the place. So we're we're in Iraq, <laughs> we're in Iraq and we go out on a on a recce mission. This was in this was right after the invasion had finished up, like the the invasion part. So we're out on this railroad track. We go from our our base camp on foot over this railroad track into this like wide open area. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh Christ, we're in the wide open at night. We're in a wide open. We're watching this village. We're watching this railroad track because they were saying that they were using the rail. They had put like dishkas on railroad cars and they were rolling them out of Syria down the railroad tracks and just like lighting up place, places where we were at that the tracks mm-hmm. would go by so they just go by boom boom well at that time we just a Joe had no idea that if this is real or not go out there and report on what's going on okay cool so we get out there I, I had gone from a from a sniper section back into the line to, to be a team leader in the in the in an infantry squad anyway we're out there and I'm the whole time I'm like this is fucking stupid we're out here in the wide open. We're wearing fucking domes. We got our nods on, so we're glowing in the dark. And we're pulling this reconnaissance, trying to f- wait for these trains with dishkas to go by. Anyway, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I just hear this. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And I turn around, I got my nods on, and I won't use his name because he's a sergeant major now. <laughs> he's sitting, he's sitting there on his ass, eating pizza combos <laughs> in the middle of the. And uh, of course, how everything's heightened sense. You think that people mm-hmm. can hear you breathing, et cetera, and it really, you really can't. And keep in mind, we're about a kilometer away from the from the railroad tracks, and we're about a kilometer away from the from the town that we were kind of watching and the whole time I'm just thinking to myself this motherfucker's gonna get us compromised with pizza combos <laughs> and like and I'm looking at him and I'm like shut the fuck up and he's just over there just like like tilting the bag up like like tearing it open and like licking it like come the fuck on man you're gonna get us killed 
Thanks, Sergeant Major Pizza Combo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should call him up and be like, hey, I need you to listen to this real quick. Tell me who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He'll deny it. I guarantee you he'll deny it. Though. That wasn't me. That was somebody else. Bullshit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was you. The great pizza combo reconnaissance mission. <laughs> but anyway, like we were saying, reframing. You said something really important there. Mm-hmm. Reframe situations. Yeah. Kind of helps the helps the brain, especially when you're you're not involved in that type of stuff anymore. Yeah. That's Really yeah, you, un- you unplug the ugly and then you plug back in the the funny shit that you remember. I mean, yeah, the the little things that maybe didn't pay attention to so much in the moment. Yeah, rightfully so. Right? Yeah, they're still tucked away in somebody's memory. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and then you you have conversations with people like minded people, and then you realize, oh wait a minute, and then that, and then that, it all it helps, kind of helps to get those things out. Mm-hmm. Encourage the conversation, Will. Encourage it. For shizzle. So I like this. Like we just had like the food episode. Mm-hmm. This could that you could have episodes about anything. You know what we need to do for lunch today? Uh, <laughs> Cherry Jubilee. Nope. Pizza combos. Pizza combos. Mediterranean. That the place is owned by the the Jordanian folks downtown. Don't tell me you haven't been there. Are you talking about the hookah bar? No, not the hookah bar. It's down from the hookah bar. Mediterranean Grill. Oh, oh, oh. You're talking about on the corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's over here talking about Mediterranean food now. Yeah, so mm. so they advertise as a, as a Mediterranean Grill, right? The uh, the folks that own it, they're Jordanian. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got some legit food over there. Every once in a while, I like, mm-hmm. pop in and partake. You get the goat? They make the that they have in the past <laughs> made the tabbouleh fresh for me. Ah, yes, <clears throat> the tabbouleh fresh. I like it. Nice. All right, if you got a parting shot, a word of wisdom, what do you got? Cricket, <laughs> cricket. A parting shot, huh? We got to close it somehow. Hmm. We didn't think that one through. We're like, oh. No, no matter where you're at, no matter how shitty the situation, there's always another asshole who's over there crunching on chips trying to compromise you. Is that what your parting shot is? <laughs> <laughs> no matter how careful you plan, no matter how locked up tight the mission set is, some asshole's got a bag of sun chips. <laughs> now, hold on. I tell you what, I think to this day, if Gary runs into somebody eating the uh, the pizza combos. He's just gonna smack that shit straight out of their hands. <laughs> what out? That'll be my some PTS random moment. kid. <laughs> <laughs> random kid at the park. What out? Yeah. The kids are at home. Can we get some pizza combos? No. <laughs> <laughs> compromise. 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 <laughs> we need X pill now. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, fine. Just quit crunching on that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> you remember with Tom when we were on the plot overnight? <laughs> the chip bag. Tom, it wasn't even a damn chip bag. I know. When he started calling him. Yeah. The Tom, he had this space blanket, and we were on the plot. And yeah, it is, man. It just gets cold in the desert. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he was trying to get some sleep. He was over there. <laughs> he was over there nestled up with the mortar tube. 
and he was trying to get some sleep and all of a sudden he like pulls out this damn <laughs> space blanket and I'm sitting up on top of this Hilux and I'm just over watching over the wall and you're just watching watching and all of a sudden you hear this and it's like everybody you start looking around like where everybody is on, on the perimeter and you're like mm-hmm. everybody in the perimeter starts looking around like what the hell is that <laughs> and it keeps making this noise keeps making this noise and all of a sudden we realized it was Tom trying to get comfortable underneath this stupid space blanket <laughs> like one of those shiny fucking well it's like only shiny on one side space blanket? yeah like it was huh? shiny yeah, it's, on it's, one it's side it's green on the other side yeah uh-huh. It was some it was some little stupid survival yeah. shit that he had in his pocket. Like it's one of the real small ones. And he started curling yeah. up with it. We're like, what the fuck? All night long, we're like, there's chip bag Tom over there. <laughs> Instead of shit bag Tom, we call him chip bag Tom. <laughs> chip bag? Who doesn't pack a fucking poncho liner? I mean, they pack down to nothing. If you roll them up tight, they pack down to nothing. And they're the warmest goddamn blanket that you ever fucking found. Oh yeah. Huh. That shit was funny as hell though, like all night long. And then he was so mad the next morning. He's like, God damn. He like threw it away. <laughs> We're like, you damn want to throw that thing away. His chip blanket. His chip bag Tom. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can tell that story because he's retired too. Because he's retired. We, we, can, we his, can tell that we story. We can use his real name. Mm-hmm. We don't have to use his undercover name. <laughs> what was his undercover name? Was it like Jeff? <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. It was really secret. It was Thomas. 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 It was. It was Thomas. No, it's Jeff. It's Jeff. Elbowing you in the ribs. Stop calling me. My name's Jeff. <laughs> My name's Jeff. Jeff. How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> oh Jesus. Did I tell you the story about Tom Kerr in it? We had gone out to Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. We'd gone out to Flagstaff and we were doing some we were doing some training out there. And going in not going into details about training, the we had a little bit of downtime, so we went out to the Grand Canyon. And Tom was wearing these hiking pants REI pants or whatever. And I'm out there taking a lot of pictures. We had long looks long lens and everything. So Tom goes out and he climbs mm-hmm. up on this this rock face i'm taking pictures of no big deal just normal normal photographs of somebody climbing on a rock so excuse me i get them in my photo editor and for some strange reason like (laughs) i had closed the photo editor and i got home and my wife was there and i was like hey you want to look at some of these pictures from where we were at so i opened up my photo editor and it zoomed in for some reason, zoomed all the way in on Tom's ass. <laughs> By accident. By, <laughs> By accident. Uh-huh. So, and she's like looking at me and I'm like, well, that's odd. She goes, whose ass is that? <laughs> so I zoomed out and it went <clears throat> all the way back out and it was Tom. And she, <laughs> she goes, I thought you were taking pictures of some chick's ass. Those are some tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> and so she started dying laughing and she ended up coining the term every time she sees somebody in tight pants now she goes somebody's tom curran it there you go <laughs> and i went back in the team room the other the day after that and i said i told tom the story and i said tom 
<laughs> I said, my wife thinks he, she she saw your ass, and he's like, what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> she said, yeah. Yeah, your pants are so tight, you're Tom Kern. He went beet red. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. <laughs> Time to divest from the skinny jeans, Tom. Yeah. I wish he was here, man. He would probably be like, no, man, no. But Go we, for a baggier look. I can, I can remember we, we drove all over Flagstaff trying to trade those pants in, trying to find him some, some pants that fit. I think we went to every outdoor store in that city. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. All right, folks. Remember the good stuff. Remember the good stuff. It's always in there somewhere. Sometimes it's food-related. Sometimes it's... <laughs> sometimes food may be the worst part of it. Might be the worst. Some, some, sometimes it's tight pants. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>